Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Oh, we just briefly touched upon the film Casino Royale, so we now turn to the... Uh, light touch. The light touch, yeah. We, we turn now to the box office, and the Queen and Prince Philip attended the Odin Lest Square premiere. Can you imagine them there? Got yeah. Yeah, it became the first ever Bond film to be given a general release in China, although some, some scenes were cut, not in terms of the uh, torture scenes, but so that people could okay. understand Texas Hold'em poker. <laughs> yeah. No, they, that's true. But they did in England. They cut they cut some scenes heavily, like you said, to get the twelve A, mainly the staircase fight and the torture scene. So, be interesting to see that fifteen version. I'm not sure I have done. I'd love to see that. Is it that anything's different, or it's just been reclassified? It's, it's it'll just be frames. Different. It'll be frames, yeah. and it'll be sound and lingering on injury detail is generally mm. what the um, yeah. What pushes it? It was all the rage back in the mid two thousands, wasn't it? Oh, let's push the twelve A as far as we can. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it was. Chris Nolan was is the big yeah. proponent yeah. of that, isn't it? Yeah. Although, although his films aren't actually that. The the violence is always, it's always blood. It's it, yeah. It's it's always oh, what do you call it? Like, suggested, suggested rather than yeah, suggested yeah. the word. I uh, emotional yeah. violence. I don't know. I, it was emotional violence. I remember seeing the Dark Knight. Um, I was I nipped out to go. It was the second time I'd seen it, so I, I nipped out to go to the toilet, and there was like a an eight year old boy watching it because it's oh, okay. He looked absolutely terrified. <laughs> like yeah. it was too intense for him. Like that yeah, film would be fifteen, films. really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only Batman film for kids is Batman and Robin, isn't it? Batman Forever is too, too much. I think. It is it? It's Hundred and fifty million production budget. So it wasn't That's it wasn't the number, like, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. Well <laughs> everything's hundred and fifty million. Password Vesper in the Eon account. <laughs> Even though they were trying to strip down, it was slightly more expensive to make than Dying of the Day. And that included, mm. you know, that had all the CGI as well. So quite yeah, but they spent that shows you that twenty five spent the, the money CGI, wisely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Is that suits the VR suit that uh, took most of the budget? Oh yeah, sorry <laughs> that. If we ever get get out of this, you know, and you go to a fancy James Bond fancy dress party, I expect I don't think anyone could afford it though. So you're right. It'll have to be like you know, like when you when you made a tin foil yeah. version or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. Cardboard boxes, <laughs> cereal box for a yeah, cereal box. Yeah. 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 So we mentioned by another day that the product placement was, was down a little bit as a result. Like I said, there was still a heck of a lot. Yeah. There's a, the four Mondeo Heineken was introduced, although it's a lot more subtle, isn't it? There's also a Heineken adverts with Eva Green. Not seen those. Wow. Well. wow. Interesting. Yeah. So it grossed just under 607 million worldwide. So it was obviously a massive hit. Dying of the Day was the biggest ever Bond in terms of numbers until then, with 432. So 
quite oh, a, wow. even way up on that. So victory. Wow. Yeah, it was the fourth highest grossing film of the year worldwide, and obviously it was the biggest in the UK. Uh, and it's been. It was in the all-time top ten in the UK until 2011, and of course Skyfall now isn't it? Skyfall was the biggest ever film ever it was in the bit, UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that breaking a load of box office records. Yeah. So adjusted for inflation, it will be the seventh highest uh, below below from Russia with Love and just above Moonraker. Two slightly different films there. <laughs> yeah, which shows yeah. the strength of the franchise. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. It we does. love this. Yeah. We love this yeah. franchise. Yeah, we love Casino Royale. The Blu-ray edition, which you've mentioned. I don't know whether this is the, the, the 15 one, has that come more recently, but the original Blu-ray became the highest selling film on, eight, on HD format to date in the UK. Wow. Wow. So again, people are watching it again and again, aren't they? They just like it. Yeah. And did you know this? A copy was given to the first half a million PlayStation 3 owners who signed up to the PlayStation Network. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Lovely Sony cross-branding. Yeah, exactly. More <laughs> from PlayStation. Yeah. Yes. Of <laughs> course. Cool. Synergy. There wasn't a game, though, was there? Was it? Yeah. There's no Casino Royale game, no. No, because there's no platform levels, or there's no... (laughs) Yeah, oh, there's no action. Yeah, of course there would be. Yeah, yeah, true. There are Daniel Craig Bond games, but they're not based... I think there is actually a... I think there is a Quantum of Solace game, game. and then there's a completely different game. The name escapes me at the moment, but something... I'd have to. Yeah. Go, the Legends up. was the greatest hit one with, with the previous yeah. films, but with Craig's face sadly on all of them. Yeah. Wasn't there the Criminal Golden Eye rebooted? Yeah, Rogue yeah. Reagan as well. Yeah, yeah, oh dear. Which had Nicole Scherzinger but... singing Golden Eye on it. Yes, yeah. We'll mention Blood, that Bloodstone. Bloodstone, is, uh, yeah. Blood. Oh. Daniel Craig Bond game. Smart Blood, which does not have good reviews. <laughs> Whoa, that's so underrated, though, isn't it? They're yeah. not very well marketed, are they? You don't see loads of adverts for them. No, I don't when know. they come out, you'd think they'd be massive. Kids don't like James Bond anymore. Well, that's it's, the issue. It's just another. So critically, it's it's the most critically acclaimed Bond of all time, and obviously, it was <laughs> it was voted in the recent Twitter poll out of all the Bond fans on Twitter, and nearly you know getting onto a thousand people who submitted the votes, ranking all the films. It was finished top, ahead of Rush with Love, which was second. What was third was. Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Oh, no. on, on, and then uh, on oh. a match's fourth, yeah. Golden I was seventh. We thought that would do better. Anyway, that's Rotten Tomatoes, ninety-five percent. So it's it's just just incredible. So There's this no is FYI this is coming for this one then. No, <laughs> no, no, no. So I think they could, they, could all be, about they could all be three star reviews though. That's... Yeah, 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 that's true. Yes. <laughs> Stephen Carty will explain, yeah. Their consensus, you know, they give a sort of strap line, don't they, for the size. <laughs> Casino Royale disposes of the silliness and gadgetry that plagued recent James Bond outings. Well, just the last one. Well, exactly. Dan- yeah. Exactly. This is it, isn't it? Daniel Craig delivers what fans and critics have been waiting for. A caustic, haunted, intense reinvention of 007. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's not top on their side, though, even though it's got 95%. The other two films which have 95 are the first two, Doctor No and From Us With Love, and Goldfinger has 99%. Wow. wow. Babyish. Metacritic's got 80, so it's behind Goldfinger and From Us With Love, the same again. But on IMDb, it's top. It's got eight. Flip it. I mean, anything. That's eight and above is outstanding, isn't it, really, yeah, on IMDb? Good, really. Yeah. Imagine if you thought, wow, this film's an eight, and then, no, I'm joking. Um, the, uh, <laughs> I, think, like, I think Jurassic Park's only an eight on IMDb. That's, that's the that's the caliber we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, they're a bit weird, aren't they? Those like Fight Clubs in the top ten films of all time, or something. Yeah, it's got like a massive obsessive cult following, though, hasn't it? Yeah, you don't, don't understand, top 10. <laughs> <laughs> don't understand yeah. that it's a satire. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, no, there are people who take Fight Club literally. You can cut that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like celebrating this, Dear this me. culture. Dear me, you people. <laughs> this country. Disgusting. <laughs> Cinema score gave it A minus, so that's pretty good. That's the audiences, of course. Sorry, and I was not heard of that before. Cinema score or yeah, we don't always A's and B's and C's. Yeah, well, it's because the early ones we've done, obviously, they didn't exist then, did they? Yeah, they weren't really. Really bothered what people thought because everyone loved everything. Star days. Yeah. The Daily Telegraph compared the quality of Craig's characterization of Bond to Sean Connery's babyish. And praise the script as smartly written. The Times, ah, this is better. The Times compared the portrayal to that of Timothy Dalton. Yes. Good. Mm. Yeah. Well, someone saw it back then. 
Yeah, I hope this isn't, a, you know, a recent review, a re-review. BBC, Variety, and Kim Newman, of course, of, M- of Empire, another other thing, yeah, with Commode, all described Craig as the first actor to truly embody Ian Fleming's James Bond from the original novel. So Connery didn't, wasn't good enough about <laughs> Iconic, brutal and cold. So finally, imagine that, I've been waiting 50 years for a good person to play James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Ebert, 4F4. I love, Tom, the angry noise of you folding the sheets there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get this over with. <laughs> yeah, gritted teeth. Yeah, Roger Ebert, four star. Craig makes a superb bond. He gives the sense of a hard man wounded by his life and his job and non- nonetheless cares about people and right and wrong. Well, they wouldn't go on to in the, in the subsequent ones. Bind. <laughs> Bind, yes. Roger Moore, I'm afraid. This is Roger Moore talking now. Daniel Craig impressed me. I won't do his voice, but could do. Daniel Craig impressed me so greatly in his debut outing by introducing a more gritty, unrefined edge to the character that I thought Sean might just have to move over, as in, as the best one. He's always self-deprecating, though, to be fair. He's always really positive. Positive, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Craig's interpretation was like nothing we'd see on screen before. Jimmy Bond was earning his stripes and making mistakes. It was intriguing to see him being castigated by M, just like a naughty schoolboy would be by his headmaster. So he'd probably forgotten the golden knives. The script showed him as unlicensed to kill. The script showed him as a vulnerable, troubled, and flawed character, and his own films. Quite the opposite to my Bond. Craig was and is very much the Bond Ian Fleming had described in the books, a ruthless killing machine. It was a Bond that the public wanted, which is probably. Yeah. Well, that was right, wasn't it? It's was proved. Yeah. Right, so impressed was Roger Moore that he chose to buy the DVD. <laughs> Roger Moore messing about with his scarf. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, look, I don't know how this works. Yeah. That, it might, not, it might never be open. The... Yeah. yeah. Is that because he missed out on the first 500 PS3s? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Call of Duty. He has to buy Bond DVDs. I know. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it. Sense. This is the point, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Craig and co producer Roger Moore, not even given a free copy in the post. <laughs> See you, mate. <laughs> So good. Raymond Benson, author of nine Bond novels, you know, post-Fleming ones, called it the perfect Bond movie. Perfect, yeah. There were a few mixed mixed critical reactions, so, so I thought I'd include them. You know, um, you have, you have, <laughs> yeah, this is this is how mainstream they are. John Belfus of the Commercial Appeal. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants Top to critics. see? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to dig. Now I've been waiting for his. Yeah, I'm yeah, you, you, John Belfus. Go. Who wants to see Bond learn a lesson about ego? American radio personality Michael Medved, I'm sure we all haven't heard of him. He's a avid listener. I don't, I'm not sure I agree. Sometimes sluggish pacing, I don't agree with that, will frustrate some Bond fanatics. Some felt the ending was too long and the terrorist villains lacked it. Tim Adams of The Observer, well, I've heard of them, felt that the, uh, the film came off uncomfortably in an attempt to make the series grittier, but the very the few and far between the more native reception. At the time, it was named the best film of the year by the film magazine. Film of the year. Uh, 2008, Entertainment Weekly named Casino Royale the 19th best film of the past 25 years. Say that again, sorry, the 19th best film ever. It, well, it's in the past 25 years, so in the 25 years before to up to 2008. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah uh, I like this movie, but I don't agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> it was on, yeah, many critics' best of lists. Film, Empire, Entertainment Weekly, Washington Post, Chicago Tribune, and they thought that at the time he might be get an Academy Award nomination. Really? He, he did. Yeah, there was, there was calls for it at the time. He did get a nomination for BAFTA at BAFTA, and that's he's the only actor to ever get. He's done Matt Craig. Yeah, he got a nomination for the Best Actor at the BAFTA Awards for that performance. Feels a bit OTT for me. Yeah. I think he's good in the movie, but you know, it's not. I You're not that good. Award, yeah, it's not awards fodder, you know. <laughs> no. Even Connery never got nominated for no, Bond. Of course he did. <laughs> anyway. No, no uh, but this is, this is the Bond we've all finally been waiting for. Human <laughs> <laughs> pickups. Absolutely <laughs> outrageous. I, I will. I'll quickly finish this about the, uh, the awards and stuff, and then, my word, you'll be able to tear into all this, lads. At the BAFTAs, it won Best Sound. And the Rising Star Award for Eva Green, which you've mentioned. It was nominated for eight in total, including Best British Film, Best Screenplay, Purvis and Wade, Best Music, fair enough, Cinematography, fair enough, Editing, fair enough, Production Design, yeah, Visual Effects, yeah, because you don't mm. don't notice them. A good referee, yeah. Harry would say, an act of great. Yeah, the, yeah, the effects so, uh, are a good referee. Yes, <laughs> they are. <laughs> 
Dying of the Day was a, a poor referee. In that, in that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike Dean. Yeah, so there you go. We've we've uh, we've exhausted the film. Just final thoughts, lads. Now on on the film and how how you where you sort of rate it within the series. I'll start. I'll start with James. All right. It's a tough one. I know it's a. <laughs> you know, it's a long question. Yeah, for me, I just I just really like this movie. I think it was is the shot in the arm that the franchise needed at the time. I think after Die Another Day, people it needed a refresh. As much as I enjoy Pierce Brosnan, I don't think he's at fault with that film. I just think it's you know there's mm. invisible cars and whatnot um, sort of undermine that film. But I I love that I, I really enjoyed this film. Visceral action, exemplary stunt work. And a committed central performance from Daniel Craig, even though he never moves his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's yours. Harry, Harry, yeah. Uh, for me, this one, should be done. Yeah. <laughs> for me, it modernises the legendary spy effectively while holding on to some of the series' uh, more OTT and fun elements, you know. He has a defibrillator in his car. He sinks a house. Like, it's (laughs) fun stuff. It's not perfect. I do think it runs a little long, as we've discussed throughout some of the dialogue, is a bit on the nose. But I just find it the most enjoyable out of all the Daniel Craig Bonds. And I think it gets the balance just right between fun and grit. And it's a film that I enjoy a lot and I've seen many, many times. Where would you place it, James? And I know you said it's your favourite Daniel Craig and I know you've not seen a lot of the other ones for a while. But didn't um, you say Goldeneye was maybe your other favourite? Yeah, I don't think it's as good as Goldeneye. I'd probably, I'd probably put it in the top five for me personally. Yeah, I'd say it's around four or five, I would say. Yeah. I think Goldeneye is, is a better... Film. I even quite like um, Tomorrow Never Dies. To be honest, ahead of this, <laughs> good. Yeah. Wow. good lad, good lad. He goes, he goes over a, he goes over a chopper on a motorbike. It's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I've got a real soft spot for Pierce Brosnan in the role. So oh, yeah. yeah, brilliant. But no, this is a really solid entry. I think. Right, uh, we'll just wait a bit longer, John. We'll get one of the negative ones out of the way. Yeah, then. no, totally, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Harry's looking more tired, so I'll go to you first. I'm not looking tired. I'm just agonising over what I say um, <laughs> because I I absolutely love everything that James and John have said throughout this podcast, and I'm well aware that you know this is a fan favourite on the, you know a majority vote. Bond fans love this, and I'm pleased that non Bond fans love it too. There's something in it, obviously, that people love, and as well as that, I can't disagree with the critical recognition that it got in many ways because. It is so, it's faultless really in terms of its story and the acting and some of the action set, you know, the action, the action set pieces that are done are good. The music's great. Um, Eva Green, Mads Mickelson, absolutely superb. <laughs> I'm just going to cut that bit, Harry. Harry Pickup says uh, it was faultless. Casino well, was faultless. No, no. But, but, wind it, but, play it over uh, and but over a ham again. sandwich, a ham sandwich can be faultless, it doesn't mean it's your favorite food. <laughs> does it? Ham um, sandwich, yeah, as in faultless isn't necessarily a good thing. Well, an affair isn't always a good thing, yes, <laughs> but I, I, I definitely understand, not probably almost agree about what James says about the Bond franchise needing an injection, you know, booster in the arm. I, I know mistakes are made with Down of the Day, absolutely, but it just feels a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction in some ways to pander to what was popular at the time and what other other franchises were doing what other expectations were that they they turned the back on a franchise that the world the world loved and it it definitely you know paid off success wise with this you know it was a really enjoyable affair you know it it was it was great (laughs) while i can't criticize i mean i could go on forever i don't know how i put it into words but i i don't criticize my main struggle with it is that i I was the first half you know i was in first third i was in with it but i just didn't like being in james bond's company for the second two thirds at all i didn't like him i didn't like his character his smug and the film centered around him. You know, Bond. When you're watching James Bond, you want to be his best friend. You want him to know you. You want to be. And I, I didn't like being in his company by by the final third of this film. I loved everyone else. Everyone else is, you know, doing really well in it. And Daniel Craig doesn't necessarily give a a dreadful performance or anything like that in the acting stakes. It's just he's he's unpleasant. He's unfriendly, and already he's showing signs of not loving the job that much. And sadly, I think. The writers and everyone involved 
thought that's what people love the most. So they started to give us more and more of this Craig being miserable, it all being about Craig's bond. Because I do almost fully agree with James and um, John where they, they say that by the end of this film, you've got yourself into a pretty good position to go ahead now. And, um, you know, as this kind of one-off film, Casino Royale sort of reset things a little bit, but we can go ahead now. I understand that. But this was the birth of this horrible portrayal of Bond. It all started in this film. And I know he's supposed to have learned lessons about trust, which I understand, and that's how Bond should be. But he's become not a very likeable hero, not a very likeable person, not a very likeable employee, not a very likeable <laughs> um, colleague, genuinely. And I, and, I, and I think it, even though this film is great in so many ways, um, it, it all happened because of this film. And, it, and it's slightly knee-jerk reaction to Die Another Day and throwing out all... It, it felt like it got rid of too much Bond. It stripped too much away. And... Yeah, I, and now it seems like almost regret the affair, as you would, and they're sort of scrambling back to their old marriage, a bit like um, a bit. Like, it's it's a bit, been a bit like Carl and Susan Kennedy on Neighbours, that, you know. They had <laughs> Carl, Carl, Carl had that affair, and then it probably must have been about fifteen years ago now, that or twenty years ago that affair. Yeah. And I don't know if back together, but <clears throat> Skyfall seems like you know, can yeah. I come back, please? Can I, you know, Skyfall? You know, I, I like the. I, I was good in the Bentley, wasn't I? You know, and and. And oh, Aston Martin, whatever. <laughs> and then, yeah, you and don't then, even know what. <laughs> no, yeah, I'll admit I don't know very much about it. cars. Have never really grabbed me like that. But yeah, um, how's that? Grabbing? And then with Spectre, it's like the final roll of the dice. You know, can we go back to being happy again? And you're just making a, a, a real embarrassing mess of yourself. Um, you should never have got yourself into this situation in the first place, basically. So I want to hear more, Harry, but I'll, I will. John, please don't. You don't have to react to what Harry's just said. You can just. <laughs> Just say what you were going to say say, before we started this review. Last thing to mention, I really don't... I found doing this podcast really hard because I don't really like criticising films, least of all the Bond series, which I love. And part of me doesn't want to join in with that. And part of me wants to just enjoy talking about Bond. Uh, You know, and especially since at the moment we don't feel like the, the future of Bond is really in the balance. So I just want to appreciate Bond as much as I can. So I found this difficult because I'm really wanting to appreciate Bond and I want to appreciate it like John James and at the heart of it at the core I really struggle with his character and I can't I can't pretend that I like him two quick questions sorry uh, just to Harry when you watched it this time Harry did you were you sometimes a bit like me because the first half is so good you, you're almost won over and you think hang on did I get yeah. it wrong yes and that absolutely. seems to keep happening every time you watch yes this exactly exactly and I couldn't be- and I, I I thought oh the first half is brilliant and I'm more mature now I'm gonna like it and I, I was fairly shocked that it is I still found it not a very appealing end to the film and not very enjoyable place to be and I didn't like I, I didn't like Bond I, I thought I might have matured a bit and my opinion might have changed but I feel exactly the same about that my second question was follow-up question if this was the new Bond that came out now would you be quite that yeah I'd say that yeah, not so bad because I wouldn't know, if I didn't know what would follow it, kind of. Well, as in almost like returning to this is better than where it's gone, isn't it? It is in some ways, but like there's there's too much. It's still too. I know it's you know a bit of a reboot and origin story and all that, so it has to be. But this it's too centralized. It's I couldn't have an, another film where it's so much about Bond, Bond and the job, Bond and love, Bond and retiring, Bond and his body, Bond and his failing body. I, I don't want, <laughs> I don't I don't want that for a long time. Dare I ask, Harry, where you rank it? Oh, yeah. Well, I think I had this rooted at the bottom, Dinan. You did say that that counted for nothing. Yeah. So. And I'll say it again. <laughs> and even when I recalibrate my list, it still doesn't count for much. But that will have been based on the fact that I'm quite upset about what, what the, the path that it sent Bond down. I'm quite upset that everyone picks this as their favourites and disrespects and disregards what made Bond, you know, like a, a, it's like a, one of the crown jewels, basically, for the country and things like that. And I think it, people's short memories have disre- disregarded a great franchise because they, they like this. Um, so I'm, I'm just cross at it for those reasons. I do know it's a better film than all Craig's other ones. I just, a lot of it comes down to the rewatchability and I do feel quite poorly watching the final third of the Casino Royale. It doesn't, I feel like a bit, bit depressed, a bit sick. Um, <laughs> and I, genuinely, I don't, I don't, 
get much enjoyment out of it. I know it's good. I know it's well done and all that, but there's it, no enjoyment for me. So where would you rank it, was the question. <laughs> is it, I, I honestly can't say. Is it relegation it, it, zone just above? Yes. Oh, yes. Are they yeah, the bottom yeah. four, though, Harry? The Craig ones? Or? Yeah, I think they are. Oh, yeah, they must be. Yeah, yeah. And with Diamonds Are Forever teetering above, um, which I'm sorry about. I'll edit that out, do which I'm sorry about, but even that, I, I, I really can't tell, say. And again, it's the Bond franchise. I absolutely love it. I don't want to be picking it apart and I don't get any pleasure out of slagging this off or being negative about it. I find it really hard, actually. So I don't know about ranking it and placing it, but it's very low. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going down <laughs> to the championship. Good league. Good yeah. I've always said that objectively speaking, it's in the three best Bond made Bond films in terms of being well made. I think the three best, three best made films is that the is that the right phrase? Well, yep. three most yeah. well made films are From Russia with Love, Majesty's Secret Service, and Casino Royale. I think from in terms of a story, in terms of a direction, in terms of performances, action, altogether, it just the brilliantly made films. But as I said, when I first watched this film, I thought it was a good, brilliant film, but it wasn't a brilliant Bond film. It took, similar to Harry, in Harry's sense, I, I wasn't as passionately against in terms of, like, you know, spoiled something. But it was alien to what I've known. But as I've grown up, I can't... Grow up. Def- <laughs> yeah, yeah, grow up. I, I can't define what James Bond is because I love every single a bit of every single portrayal mm. I, I i love the suaveness of connery but actually i can also appreciate his campy laid back version in diamonds of forever not as much but i can appreciate yeah, yeah. i i love the charm of roger moore and yet i absolutely adore the hardness of timothy dalton I yeah. love the mixture of Pierce Brosnan. So I don't want to say that what Daniel Craig does spoils the franchise. It's just his interpretation of it. I think that this is by far and away his best performance. Mm-hmm. This is um, this gives a motivation and a reasoning for his grumpiness. This gives there is reasoning behind the way he is in this film, and it brings out a lot of character development. There's a lot of chemistry with with Vesper Lind in it as well. There's a great bad guy in it as well in terms of Mads Mikkelsen. It takes an aspect of a poker game, and which is a very <clears throat> Bondian thing, and it uses it as this metaphor for the psychology that's going on in terms of not being able to read Vesper. The point that the fact that he gets so betrayed that he can't trust anyone and it becomes in this place at the end where it says Bond, James Bond and alright, if you don't like that, that's 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 your prerogative, that's fine but um, <laughs> it gets to the place It is my prerogative Yeah, um, <laughs> like it gets to the place at the end of it where you can do whatever you want with I, I don't think this film disrespects some of those things, it has a gun barrel, it's in a different place but it has a gun barrel that's logical mm in terms of like it's making he's becoming a double o agent if i had one criticism i think in terms of what could have been stripped you didn't need all that mi6 stuff you could have just had a money penny you could have had a money penny and i don't i don't think that would have done any harm i understand why q was left out because of the lack of gadgets in it but there wasn't a disrespect of the gadgets i think the cars are still there there is phenomenal action scenes in this the direction is sensational, and it leaves the it leaves the film in a state where you can take this anywhere. And the choices that have come after it are shocking. And I completely agree that the franchise is in a bad place at this moment in time. But I'm not sure that. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? 
we wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you chiching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. It's because of this film. I, I think it's... Think... Go on, Harry, go on. No, 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 that's rude of me to interrupt. I didn't, you didn't interrupt my long number. <laughs> it's not a question, so I'll just get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> you can do whatever you want. And I think what the producers did, unfortunately, for... They went down the classic Alan Partridge route of going like, <laughs> "Let's give them." <laughs> yeah. No, it's gone like that. I've bounced people back. Like people like Angry Bond at this moment. Let's give them some more. Yeah. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's very much that, and and that's, that's really one way of looking at it. Because that's one way of looking at it, exactly. <laughs> because that defies all the character development that's happened in this film. Mm. It stays at a level. He never changes from this point now. But again, I don't think it's because of Casino Royale. And as I've grown up older, um, grown older even, and I've watched this film, I don't put it on on a Sunday afternoon. That's not what I do with this film at all. But I don't do that with Honor Majesty's Secret Service. I have to sit and fair, I have to fair. invest in them. Yeah. I, they are films that I have to invest. And I actually get so much out of them when I watch them like that. So that's my thing. I've rambled on about it. No. That's how I feel. It's my third favourite film in the franchise. Interesting, just to say, John's top three, I think, is Casino Rail's third. Second is Honor Majesty's. Yeah. And first is Licence to Kill, because it's a very serious personal mission, but you can watch it on a Sunday afternoon. Absolutely. Spot on. That's it. Licence to Kill, I love it. The only thing I wanted to say, and I do apologise for interrupting John, was... I completely agree that it's good to have a mixture and the, the actors are allowed to do their own portrayal of Bonds. I think that's right. And it's great that we've got a variety. But it is it is Craig's portrayal of Bond that has led the series into a cul-de-sac. It's, it's, so, we can't... It, they need to, they the need to, the, they need to reboot. They, only, I know only four films later, they need to re- do a reboot. Two films. And, and as I and, I and I don't disagree with that in the slightest, Harry. I really don't disagree with that. But I think that the point I'm making is is, is that this film is about his character development. It goes all on about his ego. Yes, all on about and it can be done thing. and wrapped up in this. It can be done and wrapped up, and yeah. he can yeah. change. But they decide yeah. not to. They decide to carry on with it. So I don't think you can blame Casino Royale for that, personally, because I think it's the choice that comes after that's the issue. And the audience is... Yeah, yeah, and the... the sense of what audiences wanted they misjudged i think do you think they misjudged what audiences wanted what audiences were mad about him being grumpy and muscly well they, think... they they'll say they didn't misjudge it because skyfall was even more successful financially yeah. wasn't it didn't it make mm. over a billion yeah, yeah. dollars worldwide yeah. mm. so they'll say look we nailed this we know yeah. what we're doing and both of those a bit like john said at the end of casino real and at the end of skyfall it puts it in that place where yes bond has had character development I personally might not have agreed with how they did it, and I'm a bit annoyed we had to go through all that rigmarole. But it puts us in a place where we're back to normal Bond. The next one is going to be a normal Bond film. Yeah, we've done that. Let's get on with it. And then, because you know, Quantum is nothing like that, and Spectre is just a joke. I find it really difficult as well because I think maybe at the time I didn't quite appreciate. You know, I could see the faults of Die Another Day, the many faults of Die Another Day, but I probably didn't really appreciate appreciate fully where that film had left the franchise it made a lot of money that's fair enough but yeah it not done well it not done well with critics and i don't know i think there was a general feeling of this franchise could be a bit in trouble like you you're gonna have to do some something you're gonna have to change something but maybe not as fundamental as this but and so i i completely fully understand and probably I do agree with the idea that it had to strip strip out a lot of those the nonsense that was in Die Another Day, 
the CGI, the ridiculous gadgets. But I don't think it had to strip out as much as it did. That's my own personal view. I think it, you know, as, as Harry kind of said, it, it sort of saw what Batman had done with Batman Begins on the back of its own Die Another Day in Batman and Robin. But Batman and Robin is miles worse than Die Another Day is, in my opinion. Getting Martin Campbell in was a really good really sensible decision and one that pays off brilliantly he directs it superbly the action he does brilliantly but i think also his direction of the the intimate scenes and the characterization he does really well with as well as well i don't think it's you know and that's not that's not easy to to be a director. Mm. you know you often get a director who can do one or the other or is clearly mm. better at one or the other but i think he does really well in that in the in that respect i think all the actors are fully committed to it and deliver great performances um, I can't think of a single actor in it who doesn't give it the all and and is miscast or or plays Richard plays Branson. anything wrong. Yeah, Richard Branson needs to go and take a long hard look. <laughs> miscast, as I'm saying. Um, so say Daniel Craig. Yeah. You know, well, no, I think Craig does no, a missed. good job of he's, what of what they wanted yeah, yeah. and what was written. He's cast off whoever this guy is. The cinematography no. is is. Brilliant, this beautiful looking film. David Arnold's best Bond score and yes. makes me sad that he's not still doing it. And I yeah. think that would have helped a continuation for Daniel Craig's portrayal. It's maybe not my favourite M portrayal. That's not Dame Judy's fault. That's the, uh, <laughs> that's how she's written. But obviously, as I've as I've kept saying, my problems are with the sort of second half of the film, and I become less engaged and. There's a not clear villain in the third act. I've said this so many times. I'm so sorry for listening to you guys. So I become less interested. My problem is, well, I've said a few things, so I can't, why am I saying it in the singular? Some of my problems are that I do agree to an extent that it's like, right, you can set this up. You can, you know, this is now, I don't know. I, I don't know about that because this film was basically said, ah, you don't need the gun barrel right at the start. Yeah, I, I can understand the logic. Oh, I should have also said I love the song and I love the pre the, the title sequence, which are brilliant, and I think it yes. will be the best. But most of it. The, be yeah. the best title sequence in the franchise, which is yeah. some acclaim. Yeah. But I think the pre-title sequence isn't my favourite, and the removal of the gun, gun barrel says... You don't. You can do what you like with that. You, that's not a. That's up for grabs. That you can do. You can put it wherever you want. You know. I take that it sort of fits in with where this being the start of the franchise again, or the start of this guy's journey. I, I understand about the gadgets and everything, but it's like a green light saying you don't need that. You don't need money, Penny. You don't need a main villain. Yeah. So I, I think it's it's almost. And what you do need is you do need personal. You do need gritty. You do need and you know grounded i think that's where it left the franchise it was basically it's hard to, it's hard to explain but i think there's no way that you would have got a really good normal non-personal mission after this because all the acclaim was saying that all those reviews are saying oh yeah what this gives us is a gritty portrayal it's finally bond you know is this cold and, you know and that's what we wanted and and, and everything so it can't be right well Bond now goes on a I don't know I just I just think because this has been so successful and everything and it, you know that that's that shouldn't be dis discounted but the fact that it was so personal and so gritty and so about his you know his love and everything like that of course that's what they're going to try and pursue for the rest of the rest of his tenure and you know he still hasn't had a non-personal mission because because it's all they're trying to do this they're trying to hark back to this to an extent yeah i i think i don't know i think it's more i've, I've appreciated it more be, being more bond like every time i've watched it i would say which is a good thing i agree that bond shouldn't be so prescriptive that you have to do everything and you know yes things can change i think too many things have changed in this i have to applaud the fact that it saved the franchise and even though the franchise might not be in a place i particularly like it at least it's still going because it may it may not have done i don't know i like watching the first half i don't like watching the second half which makes <laughs> it not a film i particularly want to put on unless i really have to yeah, I, I appreciate why people really like it. It's not my favourite Bond film. I think it's the best Daniel Craig Bond film. I prefer watching Skyfall because it's, it's easier to watch and it's a more pleasant 
viewing and I think it's got a better template for an action film for all the stuff I've been banging Don't on. Don't <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. It's, I find it really hard to place it, therefore. Because objectively, like you say, John, I think it's a re- very well-made film, really good. But I, it's not one I particularly enjoy watching overall. So it, it's think- not not right down at the bottom, but it's not. It's it's staying up with a couple of games to spare. I know I always <laughs> use those analogies. Sorry, Tom, go. On. Do you think they've just thought of this now? Do you think that because I'm just thinking about with Roger Moore going on about how good Craig was doing it differently? There's a pressure on each new actor now to do it differently to the one that's gone before. Not, but there's also a pressure to do it more like the serious ones, the critical ones. And like I say, no one's going to come out of the next Bond. What they could do is say, "Oh, I want to be more like the Roger Moore days." Even even though they'd be wrong to think that that meant it was silly, because obviously they weren't. Yeah, really. I think they could come out and say, "People want escapism, and you know, let's yeah, yeah. let's have an enjoyable, fun ride." Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, these, no things move, these things move in cycles. Yeah, they are. It's not going to yeah, be. It's not going to be super serious Bond from now until no, when the franchise ever if it ever wraps up, they have to reinvent it uh, each each yeah. time. And you know, when we come out of into a post-COVID world, will people want gritty realism? No, they're probably going to want more escapism. Absolutely. Um, and there'll be a new actor or actress, we don't know what direction that they're, they're going to take the franchise, and they're, going to, and they're going to adjust to what they think is going to work best for audiences at the time. I'm looking forward to them making it more like Fast and Furious and Bond kicking back at a barbecue with a Corona. Like, and <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> only if they've been to June. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I would I'd definitely settle for that. I, I don't want it to go the MCU route where... No, everyone well, this the has the same sense of humour, and you know all the characters are the same. An extended all, yeah, cinematic extended. universe is not yeah, what know. this needs at all. It needs to be a singular franchise. It doesn't need spin-offs. It needs to be focused on on the character of Bond, 007, and then they then and then it's just a question of tone and execution. I think you're right. I think. Like I say, what Connery was doing it when he started it, it was completely new. It was an experiment almost. There'd never mm-hmm. been a cinematic character in loads of films, had there, I don't think. And then you've got the pressure that Lazenby had the one. And this, I do think this owes a lot to our Majesty's Secret Service, but perhaps I haven't touched mm-hmm. on that enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really does. I, I don't know why people don't compare it that yeah. often. It's so weird because... It's the first one since then where we've had a proper love story, you could say. There, there are, there are relationships in previous bonds which I find completely believable. Like you laugh, you know, the Roger Moore, Maud Adams in oh, in Octopussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, even Bond and Cara in yeah. uh, Living Daylights, and obviously Pierce Brosnan and Sophie Marceau in The World Is Not Enough. Even Isabella Skrupka, I mean, it's a soft spot for. In terms of the tone of the film, it is an awful lot like Honor Majesty's in terms of the, the love thing. Obviously, there's not, there's not, it's got the added thing with the deception, hasn't it, that isn't really in that, because that's in the novel. But it's certainly, watching it this last time, it was a lot better than I'd remembered. And I'd only seen it 18 months ago, before <laughs> that. I think it may be because since starting with the podcast, I've thought, come on, let's fresh pair of eyes. Yeah. yeah obviously not mine, I can't see a thing. But watch it with a sort of <laughs> more in the sense that you know that we're, we are speaking for lots of Bond fans who don't agree with everything that we, that we agree with. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's great that we have lots of different views of the Bond film. Like you say, Harry, don't like criticising things just for the sake of it. And you, I like to think you can try and find the good in everything. Mm. Not just films, you know. Why be why be negative for the sake of being negative? Yeah. This is an escapist film, even though it's not as you know aspirational as the as the previous ones, because the guy's an idiot, isn't he? But <laughs> <laughs> but there's still a heck of a lot to enjoy. I thought the look of it was much better this time round. I thought it would just look more sheen. The sheen of it was beautiful, and mm. the music was better than I remembered. The action was better than I remembered. And the love story was better than I remembered. So you, you get, you, like I say, Martin Campbell, he's packing a lot in. He's doing a great job. 
He's mm. such a tough spin in all these plays. He's done a great job. But I wouldn't have done this personally if I was Broccoli and Wilson after dying of the day. I do, I do think it was. I mean, I how old was I? I was like at uni when dying of the day came out. And the first half we were sat there and we were, this is all right, actually. Because we it was back in those days when I think we saw it on the Friday and mm. there weren't many mm. press screenings before that. You know, you couldn't... It wasn't like the, the latest films, especially with the pandemic, where everyone's seen them, haven't they, before <laughs> anyone's seen them, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And it was just almost disbelief at where that, that film was going. And it, you just thought, I, I was more worried that will they, oh no, because Dying of the Day was so popular, will they just go down that silly, silly mm. route? Yeah. Well, they could have done that. I wouldn't have wanted that, obviously. So be thankful that it didn't do that and got all silly mm. and fantastical and, dare I say it, like, like an 80s American action, you know, children's franchise, I don't know, something like that. So I'm glad, I'm, you know, I'm glad for that. And we did get excited, Martin Campbell on board and all that sort of thing, and he did deliver. I'll, I have to say, I'll never be sold on Daniel Craig, and that that's partly because of his looks, and, he, you know, probably can't say that, but he, I just, I don't find him suave and smooth enough for my, for the bond that I would like. But, He's very good for the bond that they're trying to put across in this film. You know, women do, you know, women and men find him very attractive and they find the character interesting. I'll compare now to the Michael Keaton Batman because I can get glimmers of his backstory, his pain, everything, just from the way he looks and the way he acts in scenes. I don't need to go... We don't, and he didn't even have to do this film. I don't need to go on and on and on about his ego and have some woman tell him, and you know, whoever he's with, and M tell him, and Mathis tell him, and even this, even the main baddies telling him about his body and his. I don't need that. And if I want, you know, that that Timothy Dalton in in his films, the little, you know, the little look he gives to Felix when Della mentions that you know he was married once, and just before that, there's just a little look he gives to them that's like a bit of pain and doesn't really want to talk about it. And I mean, that's just, it's just great acting, isn't it? And Daniel Craig's a good actor. He could have done that. It's too on the nose for me in the emotional stakes. But because Craig and Green are so good at the acting in this film, it does still work. It's just not the direction I would have taken it. So I have, I have improved my thoughts on the film definitely since seeing it. Because I did see it, I sort of, to review this film, I saw it once myself without making notes. And then I saw it once with Jennifer making notes. All the other way around. Yeah, because I want to stop start watching it there. But yeah, so it has gone up in my estimations. It might not have gone up in my rankings, though. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys. I'm sure we will discuss the film within uh, our other reviews and our other specials because it's a defining Bond film. It's the most popular in terms of the critics and the Bond fans themselves, apparently. Can't believe it, but... It is so. We have to give it its weight. I think we've uh, been respectful of the film. I know we have different views on it, and people people have got different views on the films I love the most. You know, we will yeah, we'll hear criticism of License to Kill. You know, oh. we won't like it, but you know, there are some. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, but yeah, the man with the golden gun. I can. Yeah, we'll review that. We have reviewed it. Sorry, by now. But there's an awful lot of silly, stupid things in that. I just happen to like that tone, and I think it's funny. There's enough brilliant stuff in the film to, if even if you don't like that stuff, Casino Royale, there is enough good stuff in it that I like. So I do, I do think it's more, it's more good than bad. But it's, it's what what it did for the franchise. Who knows? That can be another massive debate. I mean, we've given it a bit of debate now, but. Um, <laughs> but guys thank you so much I think this has been brilliant James thank you so much for joining yeah, us yeah. great yeah. to have you James very good to have you James yeah. my pleasure absolutely loved it yeah do come and back guys, I'm so sorry if I've yeah do yeah <laughs> negative <laughs> no James is a very forgiving guy I'm sure he'll no no there's nothing, <laughs> nothing personal nothing personal I, I didn't make it yeah, 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 yeah. just likes it give him a break um <laughs> Shout out to, for your reconsideration podcast with Absolutely. James, Rob, yeah. of course, of this parish, yeah, and uh, Simon Lewis, our good friend as well. So yeah, check it out. Uh, yeah, do subscribe to that. It's brilliant. Uh, lots yeah. of films, like uh, James has said earlier, which deserve a second look or a 
millionth look if they're a Jean-Claude Van Damme film. <laughs> Rob's case. Um, yeah, so thank you guys for this evening. Uh, thank you, Math. Thank you, John. Thank you, Harry. Thank you, James. And we will be back with more reviews, specials, and you know, people going on and on and on and on and on and on for hours. So join us. <laughs> Good night, lads. Good night, Good night guys. Cheers. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.